Welcome to Chasing Possible, a podcast where I sit down with ReliQuest founder and CEO, Brian Murphy. And as we go through the story of ReliQuest history, each episode is designed to give you a look into the mindset we've relied on to make security possible. Now let's go get it. Coming out now, like people are uh, getting used to being back in office. It's now 2021. I mean, maybe, you know, I see you kind of shaking your head. Yeah. There's still, I mean, there's still a lot of like pushback, right? And everybody wanted to know, well, what's our hybrid policy? What's our, which I've always thought was funny because, I mean, we've always been a hybrid policy. We just didn't put terms around it. So people are like, are we a two day, a three day, a four day? Because all the talking heads were like, this is hybrid is going to be the future, right? And it's like, they're always shot calling and then they're never around when they're wrong. Right. I mean, that's, right. that's just what they do. And, and, but my gosh, we listen to them. I don't understand it, but you know, prior to COVID, if you needed to work from home because you had a plumber coming or a kid was sick or errands to run or doctors went, yeah, fine, go. There's no days. So you just get your job done. Now everyone wanted like a definition. So I told the team like, Hey, every, your teams are different. I told each of my leaders, you go back to your organizations um, and tell me what, if any, that hybrid policy is going to be. So, and I had two rules. One, the company is not going to track it. This is not going to be an administrative burden of the company. So whatever you do, you're going to own what you're doing. Like, so if, if, if you say you're going to be in four days a week and out one, you, you, you need to, that needs to be the case. And we're not doing the overhead for you. And two, it can't get in the way of the customer. Like customers on site, you need to be someplace with a customer. It can't, can't get in the way of the customer. I want to hear about your hybrid day when your customer sitting in the office, right. Or when it's time to go out to them. Right. Um, so um, that was, you know, we defined that in early 2021 we had a lot. It was the highest turnover. Q1 of 2021 was highest turnover in our history. And I think it was the best thing that ever happened to us. It was, wow. it was, That's and, not something you always hear equated yeah. together, right? And so why, how come? When it was happening, the natural human instinct is like, Murph, what did you do? Like, are you, you know, you're looking in the mirror. I always talk about the mirror and it, uh, you know, I want people to understand like these decisions aren't easy. Like I have to make these decisions. There's, there's no committee here. Like even if the committee made the decision, I'm the CEO, like it begins and ends with me. And what I have come to figure out as time has passed, um, we were direct with people. So many companies out there, where we're like wishy-washy. Well, I mean, we want to be flexible. We don't really know about this. We don't, they didn't want to give an answer. We gave an answer. We're not a remote, remote culture. Your teams are coming up with their own hybrid impact, but it won't be hundred percent remote. Like that, that's it. And I think it's the best thing we did because people that wanted to be hundred percent remote could then make that choice for themselves and their family and go do what they wanted to do. And people are like, well, may not agree with it, may not like it. I like the people. I like the problem we solve. You know, it's the devil that I know. It's a, you know, great company. Great. I'm going to give it. And then there's some people like, yeah, I don't like being home anyway. Like, like I don't like working there. So um, I just think we were direct and we were one of the first to just say this, this is who we are. Is that still match what you want? 
And so that high turnover got rid of like a like this years long debate so many companies have been in trying to convince one side or the other. Well, you said, hey, this is it. And I think people appreciated the honesty, right? Of yeah. like, hey, appreciate that. It's not for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that speaks to the clarity, right? And the importance of clarity in everything, right? It's like clarity of who we are and, and what we're about um, for sure. Go now going into like, this way, DMAC. If we hadn't been direct, would that have gotten the customer more attention or less? Less. Less. The debate would have been, what are we going to be instead of what does the customer need? Like what problem are we solving for? So, you know, it was a short term pain and it was better for both parties. It was better for the group that was leaving. It was better for us because it didn't match what we were trying to get done for the customer. Yeah, that's great. That's so good. So true. How how's the business running now? Like with 2021, like more companies are, are coming back, right? I mean, our customers are now, uh, well, some of them now are, you know, back in office. And uh, what were you seeing out there? What was what were we seeing um, in 2021 kind of midway? Well, Colin's doing what Colin does. I mean, he's an operator. Um, he built great camaraderie in 2020 with that sales team. He over communicated. He hustled with them, work with them. He's, you know, scaling that team. Um our, yeah, our, our, we're doing well. Our sales are up. New business is going up. Gray Matter, we had really scaled our Salt Lake City operations, and um, we kind of misstepped with a hire that was going to run um, software engineering for us. And we found uh, Paul Kraus, and so we had the right guy coming in to help us help us grow there. So the product was really coming along. We had just taken that investment at KKR. So, you know, we're in the first kind of 100 days of getting them onboarded and building our board. And, um, you know, it's off to the races. Um, you know, most of the conferences were still remote. And those were just brutal. Like you're just sitting in these stupid digital sessions and, and like nobody got value. You started to see the fatigue setting in. Um, and because in, you know, in August of, of 2021, Black Hat actually was in person. That was like the first one that was in person. And not a lot of people went. Best Black Hat I've ever been to because the people that went wanted to be there to engage with other people. Um, and it was awesome. It was awesome. What, did you see, I guess, reflecting back on the virtual conferences, was there any value in it? I mean, was there or was it just like. I'm just curious what that experience was like now that you had time to reflect on it. For me, no. I think it there was just a lack of focus, right? It's almost like once people got past the like fear for their personal health, and I think most people got past that mid-2020. They like, okay. Unless I have these conditions, I think I can weather this. I'll be okay, or I can do these things, or I know this. Like, I think coming into middle to late 2020, people kind of got a sense that I know, I, I know a little bit. There's still a big group that thought they could die any minute, right? Still a big group that thought it never happened, right? And sure. and, and thankfully, not thankfully, but unfortunately for the internet and social media, you can be the one person in the room that has an extreme view, but you can connect to. 4,000 others around the world that have that extreme view and start to think everybody thinks that way. Right. When totally most of the room is just kind of in the middle of like, I don't want it. It's real, but I'm not like writing goodbye letters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think that 
what I started to see in 2021 was just a, a lack of focus. Like once people realize like, okay, I can leave my home. I don't have to wipe my boxes down. They're like, well, you know, I've always wanted to go to this place or maybe I'm going to go work from this place or, Hey, I took up golf or I took up this or that. And you just started to see this like easing off of whatever it is they collected a paycheck to do. Um, and I'm not just talking about ReliQuest. I just mean in general, I just saw um, like a, a decompression, right? Sure. Um, and which, hey, is good in some ways, but it was not the most productive time, <laughs> what I would see. You know, you can't, you know, uh, you could go into a restaurant at that point and it'd be all laptops and cocktails on tables at one o'clock in the afternoon, right? I mean, it's just... Um, it was starting to get a little loopy. Was, uh, or at what point in 2021 were our customers like, you know, we afforded them the grace in, in 2020, like was back in 2021, was everyone back to paying yeah. it? Yeah. So that was all good. Most people like Southwest airlines was awesome. Like they, we extended on this period. They didn't use all of it and they expanded with us. Because oh, wow. of what we did. So uh, m we didn't have to call and ask. They all offered. And like our some of our hospitals that are nonprofits gave us in-kind benefits and we just forgave it totally and made it a you know commitment to their foundation. Um, but those are relationships that we'll have forever. Um, so, yeah. yeah, everybody was back to normal. It, the, the, I mean, the market at the end of 2020, if we would have waited six months longer to raise capital, our valuation would have been three times as much. How? Because like, we uh, raised, how so? we raised capital and did the process in April, May, and June of 2020. The markets didn't really go nuts until the end of like kind of November, December of 2020, the stock market just went like this. Yeah. December through 2021 was just valuations were insane, but there's a lesson there, right? Like, again, short term, too many variables, right? You had a lot of people take a ton of capital at big multiples. And now they're not worth that, right? Because it's kind of come back down to, to earth. And so there's some companies that had to close up and couldn't make the turn or had to take on crazy amounts of weird debt rules and all these things because they, they raised all this money in 2021 at a high valuation that just wasn't real. Um, yeah. Like it just, it was just, temporary. So it was a strange time, man. I mean, that 2020 to really probably the end of 2021 was odd. Um, yeah. by, by time for us, fourth quarter of 2021 seemed pretty normal for us. And when we would go to conferences and do those things, like, like everyone else was like, Oh, it's been so long. It's been years. Or like all other companies were like reintroducing themselves to each other. We already knew each other. Like we, we sure. were already, we had, I mean, DMAC, think about this. We had P3. We had everybody in the company come to Tampa for P3 2021. No, 2022, right? 21. Was it? I think it was 21. Yeah. Because we wow. did Emily Arena and you could spread out anywhere you wanted.
No, that was 2022, I think. I like I'm trying to think because I feel like I started 2021. We did, we did P3 in 2020. Yes, and that was in person. Cuz cuz the Super Bowl um we did it cuz we did the Super Bowl in 2021 also. But in 2021, I thought that was the virtual one. Like I remember tuning in virtually, like literally right after I onboarded, there was some, or no, that was maybe SKO. I remember some sort that of was virtual SKO thing. SKO was virtual. Yeah. That's SKO what I remember is like, uh, that was like one of my first weeks. That I remember you know what? We this. didn't do P3 in 2021. That's what it was. Yeah. It was 2022. It 2022. Yeah. 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 Um, but at the end of 2021 is when we reached unicorn status. If I remember correctly, right. It was December of 2021. Is that, I'm pretty confident. Not December. Uh, it was like September, I think. Oh, okay. But, yeah. but it was in the second. We, we reached it in like the summer of 21. Gotcha. And, and we, then, we announced it in September. Okay. Um, so like how, just walk us through that a little bit. Cause that's a big deal. Um, and I, and I look, I already know what you're going to say. Cause you know, we operate the same way in regards to like. It's a mythical, hey, magical <laughs> creature that nobody's ever seen. Right. Well, yeah. no, <laughs> um, <laughs> just the importance around like, like you, you know, a high performer right away um, when they don't lead with their resume and they lead with, Hey, areas they can get better. Right. People that are show dogs and trying to, you know, about the fluff, they're going to lead with, Hey, how they're doing well. And so I already know by mentioning to you, Hey, tell us what it was like to reach unicorn status. You're not going to um, elaborate on it, but it is a big deal. Right. And now maybe reflecting back on it. Um, I'm sure there's some sort of um, you're proud of that. Right. There's a, I mean, from bootstrapping the business, all like coming out of the craziness of 2020 and to still know, like, we're still moving, we're still raising capital. Like people are still coming to work. Customers still, you know, we're solving problems, like all those things. And um, I'll you know, tell you I, the only thing that the, 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 the thing that, um, and I'll credit Colin for this, cause he's got now four kids under the age of six by the time four kids under the age of four. Um, I was like, we were talking about how we were going to announce this. And we're like, are we going to do something? We're going to celebrate it. I'm like, I, I mean, I, I don't, it's a, it, it's a, it's a, like a, like a, an exit you take, or it's like a toll road you go through. It's like a mile marker. Like you don't stop. Like, you, you know, it's like right. finishing mile two in a marathon. Like don't stop and celebrate the second mile being done. Right. And right. so to me, it's something we blow past, not something we stop at. Um, the game wasn't over. Right. So, but it was interesting because I was like, God, oh, this unicorn thing, people love it so much. And he's like, I don't know. It's like, because uh, his two girls were older, uh, Evie and Sadie, he's like, the girls love a unicorn. And he said that. And then I was leaving to get on a plane. And while I was on that flight, I Googled plush unicorn toys. I found a place that would let us order them. And I ordered like a thousand plush ReliQuest unicorns with, with a like ReliQuest t-shirt on. Cause I'm like, that's hilarious. Like imagine if we just give these things out and people bring them like, you know, just put them like put them on their desk or whatever. And that made it fun for me. Cause like my own kids, they're older at the time, but they're like, Oh, this is so cool. What does that mean? And that like we, I remember they came in, we announced it. We had all these plush toys and we just walked around the office and just threw, and we had people go to different offices and we were just walking, throwing piles of unicorns around and people were just fired up. And like, you'd see on our team's channels, like pictures of like 
the newborn baby laying next to the RQ unicorn. Yeah. It just started showing up everywhere. Yeah. And that made it something for me when you just started to see like the conversation piece and the pride that people have when they brought that conversation home. That was, yeah. that was cool. And then how proud our customers were of it. Um, you know, that was 2021 is when I was doing, um, I felt like we hadn't been in front of our customer. All these things are virtual. And I just wanted to capture like what's, what's going on with a customer. So I did a, a um, I did a hundred, one hour meetings, a hundred and a hundred campaign, a hundred one hour conversations with a, with a hundred customers in a hundred days. Um, and I just, I just needed to like, where, where are we? How are they thinking? What's going on? And out of those calls, and I wasn't just me, we had our CSMs on them and Colin and we'd rotate Pfeiffer and, you know, whoever could join would join. Um, and that led to the digital shadows acquisition that led to the uh, fishing analyzer that led to so many of the things that, that we did really happened from talking to a hundred customers. Right. And, and wow. the amount of times that I heard customers like, Hey, by the way, congratulations. That's so amazing. Like it, it just, sometimes things stop, force you to stop and like appreciate. Right. And that yeah. was, um, that was one of those, that was one of those times. Where did the hundred and hundred uh, campaign idea come from? Was that just you that just one of those shower thoughts popped in your head? Yeah, I think I had read that somebody had done that. Um, I don't know if it was a book or a newspaper article, and they called it like a ten and ten. They did it on a regular basis, and I just felt like a hundred sounded like a better number than ten. Um, <laughs> sure. And go big. Go and big. I didn't realize how flipping hard that was going to be. I mean, it was it was a lot. Like. We had to use the time zones and scheduling and planning. And um, yeah, that was, that was pretty dumb of me to do it in such a tight tideline, but I learned a ton. I learned a ton. I, and you think, and what you just said is what came out of it, right? There's the digital yeah. shadows acquisition. There's the fishing analyzer, like all the stuff that we learned that has continued to move us forward. <laughs>